Christmas time is right around the corner, and this is my favorite time of the year. I wanted to make you aware of one of the resources that you can get through the No Higher Calling shop, and that is Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, Christ the Savior is Born. This is a beautiful four-week Advent hymn study that teaches the story behind four beloved Christmas carols. While singing the carols together as a family, you'll learn more about the character of God through heart-probing questions, discussion prompts, family activities, and more. This is an Advent resource that you will want to add to your family lineup as you seek to prepare your hearts and homes for Christmas and keep Christ center in all that you do this holiday season. Find this resource at www.knowhighercalling.org. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. Today's podcast episode is going to be really fun um, because it is something that we have recently-ish in the past several months implemented into our home and our family, and it has been fun. We have enjoyed uh, some of what I'm going to share in today's episode so much that I thought, you know what, it warrants its own episode to chat about spending one-on-one time with your kids. Now, um, if you've been around very long, you know that we have four, very soon to be five children, which I guess puts us in the category of a big family. I don't really think of us that way. Um, Simeon's the middle of five. I'm the oldest of four. Um, That feels average, and I uh, have a lot of friends and know a lot of people who have like double or more kids than what we have, so I don't necessarily think of us as a big family, but it's been so funny, especially since moving to Australia. Um, It is very abnormal, Um, not so much in the other immigrant cultures, but especially with the Aussie population, uh, they don't have five kids, especially uh, in seven years. So it's been really funny to be out in town and literally you can watch people like see our family walk by and they will be like, one, two, three, four. Oh my goodness, she's pregnant. So apparently we have a big family. Um, But you know, I've gotten questions before on, you know, how do you spend quality time with your kids, especially as it pertains to having a larger family? Um, You know, people asking when you have so many kids, when there's, especially in that age where they're all little and they all uh, have so many needs that uh, is required of mom and dad, how do you find time to connect with them individually? Can you find time to connect with them individually? Um, I've gotten a lot of questions about that. A lot of people saying, you know, I'm thinking about having another baby, but I'm just not sure because I want to make sure that I'm able to give 
all my love and all myself to the children that I have. And I understand that. And every family is different on, um, you know, the, the number of children that God has perfectly planned for your family. Um, but this is where we are. And I will be honest, um, this is not an area that we have been super great about. Now we connect as a family all the time. We have made that a priority. We have rhythms in place. We have a weekly family day. Um, you know, we have meal times together. There are things that we do in just the rhythm of life and home that keep us very family centric. But as far as spending one on one time with our children, um, that has been something that we haven't been as strong in. Now, if okay, it, let me clarify. If I say one-on-one, meaning like mom and this kid, mom and that kid, or dad and this kid, dad and that kid, we have done more of that. Um, especially Simeon. Simeon's really good about taking Knox out to play golf, taking the girls out on dates. So that part has been happening in our home. We don't have like a a once a month or anything like that, Um, but that does happen periodically. But I guess I should say uh, more two-on-one time connecting with your children. Maybe that's a better thing to call this episode because what I'm talking about is mom and dad spending focused time connecting with one child. Um, and that's difficult. That's difficult when, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of little kids and, you know, we're on a budget. We can't just pay for a babysitter to come over and watch all the other kids and take this one kid out and spend money on dinner, um, and in an activity just to turn around and do it again the next week. That's not practical. Um, and if that was something that we were going to invest money in, Simi and I would rather put that a little more heavily emphasis into our marriage and getting a babysitter so that him and I could go out for a date night. Um, But I saw somebody share recently that they did a stay up late night with their kids. And uh, so what they did is they just kind of cycled through and certain nights they would let one kid stay up late and her and her husband would spend quality time bonding with that child. And when I saw that, it was like a light bulb went off in my mind and I thought, you know what? This is doable. This is something that we can make happen. So for the past few months, we have been doing that. I am going to tell you what that has been looking like for our family um, and then just give you an idea because I've shared little snips of this on Instagram, some pictures of our stay up late nights and I have all these people messaging me, you know, what is this? What are you doing? What does this look like for your family? Um, Because I do think it's something that parents want that time with their kids, but in the logistics of life, it can feel like it's just an unattainable thing. And And uh, we have found a way to make it attainable, and we're loving it. We are having a blast getting to have this quality time connecting um, with each of our children individually and seeing their personalities blossom. So what does this look like for our family? So right now, we only have four children. One is still uh, in the womb growing. Soon we'll have five. And uh, then baby might have to join us on some of these mommy-daddy kid dates um, for a while, but because we have four kids, we have just said, okay, once a week, we're going to rotate through kids getting a turn. Um, So Eden's up first, Knox, Ivy, 
And then Willow's still a baby, so it just depends on the day. Sometimes we just try to spend a little extra more daytime with her uh, because she's very much, she likes her bedtime. And when it's her bedtime, she wants to go to bed. So I don't know that she would love the idea of a stay up late. She's one. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes that Simeon and I's off week, we know, hey, we don't have a stay up late this week, so we're going to get some extra work done in the evenings. Um, but we do rotate through that way. And the day, the day can vary, honestly. And we've told our kids that, like, I'm a very planned person. So I would love to think that, like, Monday night is stay up late night. Um, but that's just not practical. Life tends to look different. Um, schedules look different. The days look different. Sometimes a kid missed a nap. And so they really need to go to bed at bedtime. Um, you know, just different things like that. So we just say, hey, this is your week. This is your stay up late week. It is going to happen sometime this week. We're just not sure when. Um, but we kind of give them an idea that, hey, this this is your week. It's coming up. And basically, it's nothing big and fancy. So our kids are little and we play hard all day long. So by seven o'clock, they are usually in bed. Um, and so we have just said that the kid that gets to have their stay up late night does not have to go to bed at 7. They get to go to bed at 7.30, 7.45-ish. So Simeon and I, when it's stay up late night, we work really hard to make sure that all the other kids have everything they need, all the drinks, all the potty trips, all, everything that they are tucked in, settled in bed, ready to go. Um, so that at 7 o'clock, we're just transitioning straight into spending time with whoever has the stay up late week that week. Um, and because it's only 30 or 45 minutes, it doesn't make that child super tired the next day because they stayed up half the night. Um, we've found that that's a really good time to get in a solid, uh, decent activity with them. And then they're off to bed and that still gives us some hours in the evening um, to spend together as a couple or to fold laundry or work on projects, whatever it is that we have going on. Um, so that is how it looks like logistically um, for our family. So it's just, it's been great to let us connect with each one of our kids on an individual basis. And, you know, some things that I really have enjoyed from doing this is it allows us to have intimate conversations with them. You know, there's no siblings that are vying for our attention. Um, you know, there's no baby that needs their diaper change. There's not a lot of distractions. Um, Simeon and I set aside everything. Um, we have a no technology rule when it comes to our stay up late night. So that means several things. One, that means that the child cannot pick an activity that is technology centered. Um, we let them pick whatever they want to do for the evening. And I will share in just a little bit some of the ideas of some things that they have picked. Um, but we let them pick as long as it does not deal with technology. We're not going to watch a movie. We're not going to watch a show. We're not going to be on the computer. Um, this is bonding time. Uh, without a screen. So no technology, but that also means no technology for mom and dad. So phones are aside, um, unless it's like a dire emergency, we are just wholeheartedly focused on that child. So it does, it lends to intimate conversations where we can hear their heart. We get to have a better glimpse into their personality and, um, you know, what is lighting up their world at this moment? What are they enjoying? Maybe something that they're struggling with. Um, and just a time for us to shower our love on them. Um, just letting them know, you know, we love you. We appreciate you. These are things that we notice that you're growing in. Um, we're so thankful for that. So it's really lent to some sweet conversations. 
I touched on this a minute ago, um, but it's given us uninterrupted, focused time with those kids or with that child. Um, And I think that kind of comes back to having a larger family, having a lot of kids. Sometimes during the day, you know, I've got one kid trying to tell me for 30 minutes their dream that they had last night while I'm like juggling a fussy baby and a toddler who needs, you know, wiped up from her peanut butter and jelly lunch. And, you know, I've got just a million different things going on. So I'm listening, but I'm not like fully engaged. And that is something that I'm trying to be better at my motherhood. But the reality of my days is just, I do have a lot to juggle. I do have a lot of children. I have a lot of little children. Um, so that keeps me in a slight state of distraction, like all day long. Um, whereas this is just a very focused time that kid can take the whole time and tell us about their dream. And we're just going to sit and we're going to listen to it. Um, and it's just, it's an an uninterrupted, it's focused time. And I love that we just get a better glimpse into the unique person that they are. And, you know, sometimes I've noticed that when I have all four of my littles together, um, you know, they have certain personality traits that stand out stronger because they're together. But then when you take one and you get them individually uh, separated and alone, it's kind of like other personality uh, traits come out and shine through in a little bit different way that I don't see so much. And I've even noticed that when I've had like, you know, if Simeon takes the older two and I have the little two or we swap that around, you know, we've been fighting sickness a lot recently. So sometimes I've been home with this one and that one or, you know, different combos of my four. Um, and I see different aspects of their personality shine through as they're in different kind of group settings, even with their own siblings. Um, so that's been neat, even just in it being kind of an us, Simeon and I, and then the child seeing their unique personality, who they are, having fun, laughing together. That has been such a sweet thing to come from this. Um, And then I, I mentioned this earlier too, but it's a great time to just set aside all the distractions, all the other things that are going on in life, all the responsibilities, and just to lock eyes with your child and to say, we love you. We love spending time with you. We are so thankful that God gave you to us. We're so thankful that you are a part of our family. We have a a blast when we are playing games with you or pushing you on the swing or baking cookies together or whatever it is that they decide to do. Um, I am a wholehearted believer in the power of words. And the Bible talks over and over again about our tongues and how powerful they are, how they can really be used to edify and they can also be used to tear down. And I think in parenting, and that is something that I know I have to be so careful of, is guarding my words, but realizing um, the potential that our words have. Uh, Sally Clarkson, just one of her recent book publications, was Give Them Your Words, talking about literally making a treasure chest of words, of, of words of affirmation, of words of love, um, of words of, of edification and, and strengthening and building that you're investing into the heart of your child. Um, And so this has been a really great time where we can just, you know, undistracted, um, nothing else really going on, Simeon and I together as mommy and daddy, 
look at that kid and say, we just love you to pieces. And we hope that you know that. Um, Not that the only time that they hear that was when they stay up late. They're once a month, you know, as it rotates for each kid. And we tell them that all the time. But it's something extra special when we've, you know, spent an evening together, just us laughing, having fun, loving on each other. And then just to really use that time um, as another time in just our ordinary life where we try to really speak these words, these life-giving words into our kids' hearts. So that's kind of um, what it looks like, our why behind it, uh, some of the fruit that we have been gleaning from it. And so now I'm just going to share share with you quick a couple things that my kids have asked to do. Um, Because I know sometimes when you remove technology from the equation, it's like, okay, well, what do we do? What do we do uh, for this stay up late, for this one-on-one time? Um, So it's going to look different for every kid, what their interests are. We try to not sway the kid too much. We try to just say, hey, you know, you pick what you want to do and we are here for it, you know, within reason. The other kids are in bed, so we can't like leave the house, obviously, um, or things like that. Um, You know, we're not going to have like a major painting party or something at that hour of the night. Um, But we might give them a few ideas, but I'll just tell you, you know, each of my kids and kind of what they tend to pick. So my oldest, Eden, is Uh, almost seven and she loves to play board games and she's actually getting to where she's really being able to comprehend some higher level board games Um, so that has been really fun to introduce her to some board games that Simeon and I love to play and uh, she holds her own really, really well. She gets excited when she figures out a new game and she realizes like, Hey, this is a big person game and I can play it. So usually with her, our stay up lates include a board game of some sort. So that's been really fun. Um, then Knox, he is five, and he also enjoys games. Those are usually a little bit more simpler games, um, some that we enjoy. And I'll, I'll tag some of our favorites down in the comments, some games that they really enjoy playing for our stay up late. There's one called Hive that he really enjoys. Now, that's a two-player one, um, and I am not good at it. So usually he plays that with Daddy, and I just sit there and watch and join in on conversation. Um, but that's a fun one that he really enjoys But another thing that he really loves is we have a huge basket of toy food. So sometimes we'll play restaurant and he's our waiter and Simeon and I are at the restaurant and he's going to make us food and take our order. So that's been fun. We've done that with him before. Um, We have some little card games. We have Uno and matching and go fish and things like that. So he really enjoys card games. Um, Then my Ivy, Ivy is three and I, she would just be content to do just about anything. She loves to read books. So sometimes we just cuddle up and we read books together. Um, sometimes we play. We She likes magnetiles. Um, so sometimes we're playing magnetiles together. She loves to be in the kitchen. Um, so she has actually started a new dimension to our stay up late nights. Um, one of her recent stay up late nights, she wanted to bake cookies. So we baked cookies together and she got to eat some when they were done. And because everybody else was already in bed with their teeth brushed, uh, she thought it was 
extra special that only mommy and daddy and her got to eat those cookies. Now the other kids enjoyed them the next day. But that was just like the icing on the cake for her stay up late night is that she got a special dessert just with mama and daddy. Um, So that was a lot of fun. But that also introduced the idea to my other kids of, hey, if we request a dessert, um, then, you know, we get, we aren't necessarily missing out. Maybe they're missing out when it's not their stay up late week, but that's okay. They know it's going to cycle around to be their turn again. So that has happened. That does not mean that we always bake a dessert together, but the kids have started requesting, you know, hey, when it's my stay up late, can we play, you know, Carcassonne and can we have ice cream? Or can we play Legos and eat some apple pie? Um, So... I try not to make it super complicated, like not a big dessert that I have to slave away all day in the kitchen. Things that are usually quick, often store-bought, and we can just go with it um, if their actual activity for the stay-up late is not making something. Um, But that's been a little added bonus to the stay-up late night is to get to have a sweet treat with mom and dad. So those are just some different ideas of some things that we've been doing through the different age ranges. And again, every kid is going to have different things that they love, different things that they enjoy, that they want to do. Um, But it's just been so fun to do this. And one other question that I get asked a lot um, that I'll address here at the end is how do you manage the other kids if they have attitudes that it's not their turn? Um, You know what? There is FOMO in our house. (laughs) The kids know, hey, so-and-so is getting to stay up late and have a dessert and do something with mom and dad, and I have to go to bed. Um, And you know what? Rightfully so. That's not super enjoyable uh, to experience. But they know, and we just have to remind them, if there's an attitude or if they keep trying to get up, you know, sometimes we have little ones that are like, well, I just need a drink. Okay, well, I just needed to blow my nose. And, you know, they're just staring at us the whole time, trying to see what we're up to, what we're doing. And that we just have to remind them, hey, when it's your turn for stay up late, you like it that your siblings respect that and don't continue to interrupt your stay up late time with mommy. So mommy and daddy. So we're going to respect that now that it's their turn. You need to go to bed and next week when it cycles around to you, we will require the same thing of the other child. Um, And usually that's sufficient because it's hard for little ones to take the long look, but we've been doing this uh, for enough weeks now that they, it has clicked with them. Like when it's my turn, it is my turn and I want it to be my turn. So when it's not my turn, I better do what I'm supposed to so that when it is, I get that same respect from my siblings. So that's just kind of how we've just tried to tell them, like, look, we're just, we're going to be respectful of the other person's time. We're going to be kind and I love you and go to bed now. Um, So that has seemed to manage for our kiddos. And uh, so anyway, this is just something fun that we've implemented into our home. Like I said, I can't take full credit for this idea. Um, It was just an idea that another mama had. And, um, you know, I tweaked it, made it work for our family. And so I'm passing it along. You can tweak it, make it work for your family, however you want. 
But it has been um, just something that is not really difficult, is not like, oh, one more thing to add into the schedule. Um, It's just very simple, but it is so impactful and so powerful and it is so enjoyable. You know, I don't want my kids to feel like I have to pencil them in on my calendar. Um, You know, we, we love to spend this time with them. We enjoy it. They are special to us and we are happy to carve out that time. Um, but in the midst of busy life and busy things going on, sometimes that can be really difficult. So this has just been a great way in the midst of a season of having a lot of littles, um, that we are still able to make that connection, to make that, um, practical and doable for our family. So if you do something like this, or you decide to start this and you have other ideas or things to add or things that your kids love doing, Feel free to shoot them my way. My uh, my email is nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com and my Instagram is at nohighercalling underscore. Um, but I hope this gave you some fun ideas in your motherhood and parenting journey on how you can connect on a one-on-one or maybe a two-on-one basis more with your children. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.